Hi, I'm Pat Mahomes, former Major League Baseball player, also the host of The Big Mahomes Show. You're listening to The Pro Sports Podcaster Show. We are The Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of The Pro Sports Podcasters, with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Neymar Spruce, and I'm joined by the talented Mr. Justin Williams. Justin, how you doing? Oh, I'm just peachy today. I'm, I'm tired. I, my students had a lot of questions during their exams, so it took a lot out of me. Good questions or bad questions? You know, those like some students that just don't study and they ask the dumbest questions on the day of the exam, and there's some kids who just overstudy and then they panic, and there's like that one group of kids who's smart and then they just ask dumb questions just to kind of screw with you. Mm. I had all three of those today. Excellent. You had a triple play. Now, oh, it was great. Failure to prepare is a preparation to fail, as I see it. So, baseball season's coming up. Pitchers and catchers are returning to practice soon for spring training. And we're going to get prepared for fancy baseball. Because I don't know about you, Justin, but I've never played it. And I know it's the longest of all the fancy competitions. So, we've got an expert. I'm so happy you can help me with my so rare picks. Right? Oh, we'll go more about so rare later on the show. So, keep listening. But from London, Ontario... He's not only a baseball writer, he's also a fo- football writer. So he's essentially the Deion Sanders of sports writing. It is Mr. Frank Amironte. Frank, how are you? How's it going? Doing good. Uh, pleasure to be on the show. Thanks a lot for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on, and we appreciate it. Frank, we, we play fantasy, like we play fantasy basketball, fantasy soccer. I have familiarity with fantasy football NFL side and Justin's played fancy hockey but tell us about the nuances of fancy baseball like give us the crash course if you will well uh, with fantasy baseball the first thing it really encompasses all fantasy sports in the sense that you need to really play to your format because there's different formats in fantasy baseball and they vary pretty widely like there are points leagues uh, where, you know, you don't have to worry about their batting average. There's category leagues where you have to, where you're either playing with batting average or on base percentage and you have to try to create a balanced team where there might be some power hitters you like, but he might hurt you in average. So you got to kind of balance that out. Uh, so the first, first tip I would really say in, in this crash course is think about what format you're playing. Now, the most popular one is Roto where there's different categories and like I said, you got to create a balanced team. So with that, you got to stick to a cert. You want to narrow down uh, the stats involved because you could get overwhelmed with all the stats that come with baseball. So thinking about the important stats for pitching, you, you could narrow it down to their uh, strike, strikeout to walk ratio percentage, uh, their swing strike rate. So you're seeing pitchers that have good control, but they could also rack up strikeouts. While you're doing that, you have to assess injury risks. So there's some pitchers that 
they're, you can't really bank on them getting to, you know, that 180 to even 200 inning threshold. So as you build your team, you're trying to balance that out and address that. And with hitting, you know, you don't, like I said, you could pick those hitters who will hurt you in batting average or on base percentage, but then you want to even it out maybe with a hitter who could bump up those categories for you. For example, let's say you take Matt Chapman at third base on the Jays, you know, he's going to hurt you in batting average. You might add someone like later in the draft, Alex Verdugo of the Red Sox, who's a good contact hitter, has a strong hit tool, could kind of even that out, that loss you have. So that's a few tips uh, involved in fantasy baseball. Awesome. And um, I appreciate that. Now, are you a Jays fan having grown up in Ontario? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hyped for the the season. I think they – originally, I wasn't too into their offseason uh, once they traded to Oscar Hernandez because they hadn't done much at that time. And I started to complain a bit in, on Twitter. <laughs> but then I like that Dalton Barshall trade. I like the Brandon Belt signing. So, I'm excited about the year. Yeah. And I guess – in previous seasons, I I would have been with you, you know, saying that hey, Rogers needs to spend some more money on this team. You know, you don't <laughs> profit and loss is temporary, but banners last forever, in my opinion. So I get that they've showed out three hundred million on upgrading the stadium. So maybe we give them a pass for this season. What do you say? Yeah, for sure. And speaking of the the stadium, it'll be interesting to see. You know, they changed the park dimensions there at Rogers Center. I'm wondering, like, to what extent that will affect the hitting. It should likely turn it into even more of a hitter's park. So, that should be interesting to watch. Okay. Maybe I'll favor AL East hitters when it comes time to pick players. But we'll, we'll get back into that. Yeah, I was going to say with the uh, the new additions happening to the to the Rogers Center there, uh, I guess we're not giving any leeway then for the Blue Jays this year, or we are giving leeway because some people are some people are torn. Some are just like that's good money. Now I want to see better from us. Like, wh- what say you, boss? Well, for me, you know, I think what they did this offseason, they added a couple left-handed hitters, which is helpful because their li- their lineup, while it was good, it was too righty heavy and. You need that balance. You need, you need some lefties in there. You need some, uh, you know, players with good plate discipline, others who are good contact hitters just to even it out. So, uh, I like what they did there and bringing in Varsho as a lefty, Belt, who's a lefty. Uh, they, they helped out the bullpen, even though, you know, I didn't really like the Teoscar Hernandez trade, but when you combine it with getting Varsho, so if essentially you replace Hernandez with Varsho in the outfield, and then you get a, a stud arm in the bullpen, Eric Swanson. So I don't mind it as much. I think, you know, it's tough to win in the playoffs. It's a small sample. You know, anything could happen. It was really disappointing finish last season where they blew that crazy lead. Still can't believe that. But, you know, they'll be in the playoffs and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, some of their pitchers could bounce back as well. Like, Barrios really disappointed last year. They added Chris Bassett, who could help out. He's a good innings eater. So, you know, I'm a bit optimistic. Okay. All right. And are any of the Blue Jays going to make your final cut for the uh, for the fantasy roster? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's ten of fantasy goodness on this team. You know, if you're in the, looking at the first round, Bo Bichette is a stud. You'll, he's got that power speed profile. Obviously, Vladdy Jr. gives you power. Later in the draft, you can take – I mentioned Matt Chapman. If uh, In fantasy baseball this year, third base is a weak position, and a lot of 
players who draft right now, the, the hardcore ones, they're, they're addressing that position earlier in the draft. And I mentioned how Chapman's a nice value because you could get him later. And he's got an elite glove, which will keep him in the lineup virtually every day. And he's got 30 home run power. So that's a nice later uh, pick in the draft. I also mentioned Jose Barrios. You know, he had a strong track record coming into last year. He's not an ace or anything, but he's an innings eater who could give you that, you know, 3.5 to 3.75 ERA. He's got decent control. He's just that volume hit, uh, pitcher who who you could get later in the draft. All right. All right. I can see that. And uh, last question for you. With the new schedule being released, I just found out about this today as I was driving home. I had no idea there was a new schedule. But apparently there's a new schedule being released. Do you think that's going to favor the Blue Jays or hinder them? Well, I think what you're referring to is it's not as unbalanced as before uh, where they played their division. Like they're they're going to essentially to sum it up is they play their division rivals a little less. So, uh, I think that could favor the Jays just because, of course, the AL East is a tough division with the Yankees, uh, the Rays, the Orioles are improving, the Red Sox, while not as good as years past, they're, they're still pesky, they're still a decent team. So, I think it will favor the Jays. Brilliant. Nee, what say you? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be good to see more interleague play because previously you don't, you'd only face, you know, four or five you usually face one whole division and then your, I guess, rival. So for the Blue Jays, it used to be Atlanta for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, it'll be good to see a bit more variety with teams we don't usually see coming to town. And it, it, I think it's good for the game. It, it, like Frank says, it kind of balances things out a bit more. Now, just thinking about third base, I think of DJ LeMayhew, the, the Yankees corner infielder. He's come back from injury. Is he someone that could be undervalued going into next season in fantasy? Uh, he'll come at a value because, you know, yet, like you said, he didn't have do much last year. I'm looking at one of the sites I draft on. It's called NFBC. He goes like past pick 250. And a big reason for that, the thing with him is while he's a good contact hitter, he doesn't give you much in power and he doesn't steal bases. And so he's not really that flashy type. He's not that interesting profile later in the draft like if i'm later in the draft i want to try to swing at upside maybe someone with power or someone who could steal at least a little bit so while i understand what you're saying like with lemayhu because you know he's a proven hitter he's when he's on he's a great contact hitter strong hit tool but he's not really someone i'd be looking at this year to be honest fair enough fair enough now that, that that's one approach and i guess when it comes to this show there's three distinct approaches. Kobe, who uh, is not with us today, he's got the, the boom and bust approach. He likes to pick up players that, that can be hot one week and then can cool off the next. He doesn't mind taking that risk. I take more of a long-term view. Like I treat it like a dynasty team where I want the young players who are going to endure. I always take a younger prospect over an older player. And then Justin's kind of in the middle. He just likes to win. He likes winning. Now, how would that apply to fantasy baseball? Oh, that's a good question. So, let's start with your approach. You like to defer to that younger talent. You you always uh that that could be I guess a tiebreaker for you, the younger player. Well, for me, you know, there's always those uh uh touted prospects coming up each year that fantasy baseball players are excited about. 
the way I want it, the, what I would advise is don't do, don't go overboard on them. You know, don't stack your team with so many of these prospects because obviously some could hit like Julio Rodriguez, but a lot of them fall flat, like Jared Kellenick of the Mariners, his teammate. So you want to balance that out. So let's say for one, there's one you can target like, uh, Jordan Walker. He's on the Cardinals. He's a, He'll be eligible at third base and outfield. If he does make the team, it will be as an outfielder just because they have Nolan Arenado there. And he, he's a, got a, a lot of talent. He's got power. He's got some speed. You may take him, but then if you have him, you're not going to go and take, say, on the Yankees, the shortstop prospect, Anthony Volpe, because they might take longer to get called up to the big leagues. So you, you got to kind of weigh your wrist that that way you don't want to go overboard on the prospects and you want to take another good idea is to target young players who maybe received some hype in previous years but they disappointed because hey they're still young we can't write them off right away and they come back at a at a good price in drafts the following season you know if you want to take a prospect who uh you know, disappointed last year, maybe C.J. Abrams on the Nationals. He was highly touted with the Padres. He was one of the main pieces in the Juan Soto trade, but he didn't do good in his first season. Well, now he's on a team that's rebuilding. They're just playing their young players. He's going to get a ton of playing time. He's got stolen base upside. So that would be a, an example of a post-hype prospect you could target if you're looking at younger players. You mentioned about picking up players and riding hot streaks. So that's like streaming hitters or pitchers. That's a great idea too. If you're streaming hitters, you're looking for the week. Maybe you have a Milwaukee Brewers hitter like Jesse Winker and he's got a series at Cincinnati in that home run haven, great American ballpark. You may Mm -hmm. pick him up for that week and hope, you know, maybe he goes yard and he's got a good spot on the road. Questionable pitching there, great ballpark. Likewise, same way with pitching. You, you don't want to go overboard with streamers because they could blow up and hurt your ERA and whip. But if you see, say, when a, a, like a fringe pitcher on the road against the Pirates, good pitchers park, weak lineup, you could pick them up and fire them in there. It's all definitely an integral, integral component of fantasy baseball for sure. All right. All right. I'm taking some notes as we speak. Sign up to SoRare, the ultimate fantasy sports NFT platform. Scout, collect, and trade officially licensed digital player cards with other fans in our open marketplace. Create teams with cards from your collection and earn points based on your players' real-life performances to compete in a variety of fantasy sports competitions. Showcase your skills and go head-to-head with managers from around the world to rise up the weekly rankings and earn rewards. So wherever is a game that you can play this season and the next and the next and the next. It's almost like a, a dynasty spin on fantasy. It's available in formats such as NBA, MLB, and also football. So what are you waiting for? Get involved. Get in the game. Get some cards and have some fun. Oh, did I tell you it's free, by the way? Yes. All you have to do is sign up, create an account, and then you can start playing. And if you want to go a little bit harder and purchase some limited, rare, or unique cards, you can do that too. But at a base level, this is really just a free, fun way to play with your mates and show who's really in the know when it comes to sports. Because process podcasters, we know our thing. But so rare is a chance to go up against us and see who really is the smartest in the room. 
So hit the link in the show notes, and we'll see you on So Rare. Own your game. Yeah, I was taking a little bit of notes there, especially for uh, So Rare. I mean, do you know anything about So Rare by chance? Uh, so So Rare. Yeah. This is. I'm still. You know. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I'm still get. I, I, there's so many. Are you talking about a player? No. So Rare is a. Um, so it's like a fantasy sports thing. Uh, it's oh, like essentially okay. where it's free to sign up and it's NFTs. Like you can eventually win good cards, which are limited and whatever it is, but they have a football or soccer version, NBA and MLB. So, okay. I'm looking it I up know. now. I'm seeing it here. Yeah. So, yeah. Like remember how back in the day you played with trading cards? It's kind of like that, but digital. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of like NBA Top Shop. Uh, top yeah. Shot. But yeah. better. <laughs> but better, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if the MLB one interests you or not, but uh, I haven't opened my pack yet or anything. I'm waiting for the season to get relatively soon. Knee's kind of our baseball guy, so whenever he says go, I'm going to go, and then I'll just have him pick my lineups because <laughs> I don't know. I know enough about baseball to be like, mm, no, but I don't know enough to be like, really, that guy? Unless the name's like in pop culture, I got nothing. Okay. Okay. Interesting. This is the first I've heard of it. I don't know why I thought you were talking about a, a player in the league. I'm like, whoa, did I miss out on that? Like, yeah. But, I don't uh, know about Sora. He's from Venezuela. I might be saying it so too. Sorry about so that there. But that sounds interesting. So does it like, I guess obviously their value fluctuates based on how they play and stuff. Yeah, so you start off with what's called common. So they have absolutely no value to anybody except yourself if you're trying to build a roster. And from those, there's different competitions. So because MLB hasn't started yet, I'm not going to exactly speak to it. But if it's similar to NBA, they have East versus West, kind of like special competitions every once in a while. They have a uh, champions contender. So you're guaranteed, like the top X amount of people get a limited card, which is worth actual money. So oh, okay. Exactly. Like So I've won a tier three limited uh, NBA card, which I'm just kind of sitting on, which is is good for me, right? And I think Knee has won one, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think Kobe's won a few. Yeah, Kobe's won a few. Yeah. So, oh, right. yeah, so I don't know if this is something you'd be interested in signing up. I mean, it's, it's free, so why not? Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, it does sound interesting for sure. Brilliant. Any, but if anything we're gonna where you can, the- you know. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. It was kind of laggy there for a second. But yeah, just to switch back to the original... Uh, my, my original point for this when you're drafting somebody for your fantasy league is there ever a time where you take their like not history not their health history but like the history of them being like oh they're good this season they're going to be trash next season does that ever come into factor for you uh well yeah so for one i never really like to take a player who just came off an absolutely huge season at their regular cost so like for example, this year in, we'll, we'll switch to fantasy football for a sec. Uh, Jonathan Taylor ripped it up last year for the Colts. He finished as the top running back coming off that big year and he was going first overall. So of course he comes at a premium price. I didn't want to pay that premium because I didn't think he could lead running backs in scoring again because he doesn't catch enough passes. So in that vein, yes. Yeah, so I'd consider, you know, he had that peak season. He's, it's unlikely for him to repeat, but that doesn't mean I'm going to just avoid them in the draft. It just means I'll wait a bit. Pa- if they fall past their average draft position, I might make the move and pick them. But like I said, I wouldn't go with the premium price. 
But of course, you're, you're also looking at different factors. Like if it's in baseball, you're thinking about their projected playing time. With fantasy baseball, there's a lot of projection systems that are very good to use that you can go to fangraphs.com and they have a bunch of them there and they project the playing time. They project how they'll hit that year or pitch. So you look at that and see if that aligns with your own thinking. Uh, there's some that I might say, Hey, he played over his head that year. He, he's due for some negative regression. He's not going to perform to this level again. Like, for example, in baseball, there's Jorge Mateo. He's a shortstop on the Orioles. Yes. Well, he stole over 30 bases and hit, I think, like 12 home runs. You know, he, his, his average was like 220. He doesn't get on base a lot. He's pretty much only in the lineup because of his defense. So he's a player that may lose playing time because in real life, stolen bases aren't as like highly coveted as they are in fantasy baseball. So that would obviously, if he has less playing time, he's not as desirable in, a, in our fantasy game. So that would be an example of looking at him as, hey, he did good this year, uh, this past year, but I don't think he'll do as well this upcoming year. So to that, to that vein, yes, I do consider that for sure. Interesting. There's quite a lot of thought process that goes into this. I feel like fantasy should just be a uh, an Olympic event at some point. They should <laughs> bring like the top five people for various sports, maybe coincidentally through the competitive sports that are at the Olympics, and then from there have people kind of wage their wars. Because if poker can be a sport, why can't fantasy? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrapping my head around that, Justin, but <laughs> all good, all good. Frank, you've been writing on football and baseball for quite a while now. Is that something you've always wanted to do? Tell us a little bit about that pathway, how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, sure. So, I've always been really big into sports uh, from when I was a kid, you know, and I always loved to discuss it with friends growing up through high school and everything. I was a, I always found myself to be a good writer, but when I was younger, you know, I I was less of a risk taker. I just kind of played it conservative. So when I went to school, I didn't really go for journalism to get into sports writing. I did what I felt was safe. I got into teaching, right? Uh, and then I, I was working with the school board for, for a while, doing some substitute teaching, taking on a class for like a couple months here and there. But as I did that, I started to get into, I decided to create a Twitter account. And from there, I just, I just posted basically my opinions on, on different things. Like I'd talk about a player, how I think, think he's going to do well this year. I'd uh, critique a trade move or a free agent signing. And as I did that and I maintain an active account, you, you start to meet people through Twitter and then you see that they write for one specific site. So you're like, Hey, you know what? Let's try that out. So I joined a site, uh, they don't pay much early on, but I like doing it. So I just, uh, wrote articles for them. And then from there, I went to another site and that was kind of a step up for me. And as I'm doing this, I'm doing my teaching through the day and then at night or, you know, breaks at work, I would write an article from there. There's a site that I write for now, the game day. And uh, one of their writers had worked with me at a previous site. So I DM'd uh, someone from the game day there and I'm like, hey, I'm interested in joining your site. He's like, we'll get back to you. Eventually he gets back to me. I write for them freelancing. So as I'm doing this, I'm writing for like three sites, tweeting a lot to just, you know, build my following and uh, just try to continue to get better at what I do. Join podcasts to work on my, you know, um, presence on the mic. 
And then from there, you know, they offered me a full-time position and I just took it and, and roll with it. So the main summary, what I would say in, in that story of how I came up to it is just if you have a hobby in, in sports writing or writing of any kind, uh, the internet is powerful. Social media is powerful. We live in a day and age where you can make something out of that and turn it into a new job. And that's what happened with me. And the other thing is I wouldn't second guess what you write. Just at the beginning, let's say you create a Twitter account and you're putting all these uh, opinions out. You don't really have a big following anyway. So who cares if people disagree with you? Just be confident in your takes and that's that's the way to go. All right. I like it. I like it. Here we go. Now, you mentioned safety there. Is it safe yeah. to say that Shohei Otani is the number one overall pick in fantasy drafts in baseball? Well, that's a good question because here's the thing. In most platforms, in most formats, they split him up. That like You can only have him as a hitter or as a pitcher. Like there's two separate Shohei Otanis. So because of that, he's not an, a first overall pick in that type of format. There's another one where you can start him uh, as a hitter for the week or decide for a pitcher for the week. He's a little more valuable there. He goes in the first round, but towards the end. But if he were available to use where you get his stats for hitting and pitching simultaneously, then yes, he'd be the first overall pick. But otherwise, no. Okay. So maybe the move is to try and get him on his pitching day. And then if he's slick, set him up for the next game week as a hitter. Perhaps. The thing, oh, okay, so you're talking about if, okay, so in the format where you could use them as hitter or pitcher, the way it works is you set your lineup uh, for pitchers for the week on Monday and they're locked in for the week. Uh, but for hitters, you could set them on Monday and then on Thursday. So it's kind of, you kind of find yourself using him as a hitter pretty much 90% of the time in that format, unless he has two starts for the week. But the thing is, the Angels don't really do that because they like to, you know, monitor his usage and they don't want him having two starts in the week because he's also hitting. That's that's strenuous on him, right? So in that in what you're saying, it it won't always work out that way. You often find yourself using him strictly as a hitter. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, so quick question from actually Kobe. Who do you feel like is gonna be the MLB comeback player of the year? Oh, that's a hmm. That's a good question. Comeback player of the year. That's a tough one. Let me think. Well, you know, I think I guess the obvious one because he had a really down year coming off the torn ACL. He, uh, I think he only hit like eighteen home runs. I'm just pulling up his stats right now. It's Ronald Acuna uh, of the Braves. You know, like I said, he only hit. Oh, he had 15 home runs last year. Let's not forget he, he went 41 home runs, 37 steals back in 2019 when he was only 21. I think we got to give him a mulligan golf term uh, for last year just because coming off the injury, the power should come back. He's going to be like a 30-30 hitter again. And early fantasy baseball drafts are already reflecting that. They're expecting him to really bounce back in a major way because he goes in the top three picks of the first round. So there's no really, there's no discount for his down year. So I think that would be the obvious choice because he really wasn't that great at all last season. I mean, that's kind of harsh, but that's also very true. Um, before we get you out of here, this <laughs> by his standards, like, by his standards, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, so we always do this with every guest that we have on. We ask him what's called the poutine question. Now, since you're from the area, I assume the answer is yes. But have you ever had a poutine? Yes, absolutely. 
All right. And what is your poutine of choice? This will determine if we have uh, you back on the show or not. Okay. Well, you know, there's all those different types now. You can get it, you know, smokes poutine in that place there. You can get so many different flavors and all that. But uh, this summer, this past summer, my girlfriend and I did a road trip across eastern Canada. We stopped in Quebec. So I'm, I'm going to keep it simple, keep it traditional. I like the traditional style of poutine. Nothing, nothing, uh, you know, uh, over the top. All right. All right. Going safe with the classic. Let me twist it up a little bit. Is that gravy going to be beef, chicken, or mushroom-based? Hmm. Ah, that's a good question. Uh, Mushroom-based sounds pretty good, but I think I'll go beef. Well, just an FYI, the uh, mushroom-based gravy is actually at New York Fries if you ever want to give it a try. Oh, nice. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I used to work there. That's the only – my biggest flex (laughs) was that small information. (laughs) All right, boss. And where can our friends find you on social media? So, you can find me on Twitter at FMRANTETFJ. That's F-A-M-M-I-R-A-N-T-E-T-F-J. And I'm always, you know, tweeting uh, fantasy baseball, fantasy football takes, uh, betting picks, some here and there. You can find my content at thegameday.com. We'll have baseball and football work. And I also here and there do a podcast with a friend called The Fantasy Jones. We talk betting and fantasy baseball and football as well. But, yeah, it's been a pleasure uh, being on your show. Oh, it was a pleasure having you. Okay, Blue Jays, let's let's play ball. Let's get it. We're getting the World Series. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience, where no sport is left behind.